Welcome everyone. My name's Brett Foote from Wisconsin, the North American Clarets Burnley supporter. You just got beat by company's big bald head. You're now listening to the DU Football Show. It's going to be the last thing Mr. Heckenbottom knows oh being beaten by company's big, big bald, bald head. head. Goddamn right. What, oh, a, what, what a fucking... Welcome to the Premier League. Oh shit, they scored. Yeah. Oh shit, they scored again. <laughs> McBurney got a red. Oh shit, they scored again. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, a Rodney Dangerfield in his own house. He can't get no respect. No respect. My co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How are you, sir? Uh, doing very well. Thank you very much, even though I'm constantly emasculated and belittled by my uh, family of four women. Well, that's how it's going to work for you. Just get fucking used to that one. And honestly, <laughs> knowing the things you used to do to women as a younger man, that's <laughs> what you fucking deserve. Yeah, that's probably Graham, true. Graham, it's what you fucking deserve. <laughs> and not- of course, as always, uh, on the ones and twos, Realizing there's options to be weighed <laughs> is our producer, producer Mel. How uh, you doing? Be careful, I'll go rogue. Uh, go, go, yeah, going rogue. She's gonna disappear with a weed pen for ten minutes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We're recording at the DU Football Show, uh, DU Public House, just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on wherever you get podcasts, and of course, streaming live every single Monday night on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Right? That's where. Yeah, yes. very good. Nice. She's. You know, you, we this can't is a, do it on TikTok until we have a hundred, uh, no, a thousand followers. All right, all right. Hey, everybody, all of you, you're on that now. Go follow us on yes. TikTok. Get that done. And of course, you can follow us on all the socials as well. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. <laughs> Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can Absolutely. get in touch. Absolutely, it is at D Football Show on all the social medias and D Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And that includes the aforementioned TikTok, where, um, we get. Uh, Sam's daughter to uh, help out and make videos. She made one with her and has done fuck all since. Yeah. Doesn't get you to do any videos at all. Nope. I do have time check-ins all the time. Yep. I do them when I'm in <laughs> other fucking bars. In yeah. other fucking cities. Uh-huh. Must be nice when, to not I'm have doing kids. work. Must be nice to not have kids and only have to worry about yourself. <laughs> I weighed those options and I choose, <laughs> chose wisely unlike you. <laughs> yeah. Sam, myself, but work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirit. So, as the red blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, what are we sipping on today? A very good bottle of whiskey we have today. It is no longer a unicorn unicorn, uh, but it is a very rare horse. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find. Yeah. It's hard to find, but it is, uh, it is available uh, for the most part. Uh, we've got a single barrel from one of my accounts of Eagle Rare Ten Year Old, uh, one of the old Sazerac products. It is Evan Delicious. This one was picked by Allview actually mm-hmm. before I was their sales rep. Oh, very good. So, but I got paid on it. Hey, because nice. <laughs> the uh, company switched switched distributors mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, before they received the product. So it went on our invoices and in my cash. Very good. Yep. Always a good thing. Um, 10 years old, uh, still 90 proof, though. Um, they do proof down their single barrels unless you specifically get an E.H. Taylor or Weller full proof. Mm-hmm. Um, then they do definitely uh, proof those down still. It is, in my opinion, uh, besides E.H. Taylor, uh, Eagle Rare is my favorite of the somewhat readily available Sazerac stuff. Yeah, it's very good. Very Buffalo good Trace is too sweet. Yeah. I don't particularly care for it. It's a little hot on the back end. Doesn't have an, a, as much age or enough age to it, in my opinion. Um, you know, the BTAC stuff is I've never had. You right. have uh, William. Mm-hmm. You've had William LaRue Weller before. Yes, I have. I um, haven't had any of the Buffalo Trace antique collection, so I don't <laughs> have anything to compare it to. Um, but of these standard allocated items, uh, yeah, it ha- it's got to be E.H. Taylor Small Batch or Eagle Rare. Yeah, and this is just different enough that you could tell it's a single barrel. Mm-hmm. We always prefer single barrels to be barrel proof because it shows the the full character of the barrel obviously yeah, not course. being proofed down but um having tasted through samples of these before um and having acquired you know bottles from various barrels that uh, my stores have received over the years there are nuances between each one that are that are very very good yeah it's it's lovely it's good old school classic bourbon you know it's um big sweet uh you definitely get that it's a rye mash bill it's got a little bit of backbone a little bit of spice to it it does have um it does have some bite you know as far as heat bite um in fact i would say my my when i try it i think oh this could be over 100 like and it's not it's it's you know what is it barrel proof 90 it's 90 yeah, they proof it down to ninety, but it, it's 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 very very good. You're looking probably no less than seventy bucks on the shelf for this. Most stores that get a barrel don't gouge people on the price. Regular, if you were just to find regular in a lot of stores, you'd be paying one twenty, one thirty because yeah. they don't get bottles very often, and when they do, they try to make their money on them. Yep. So uh, yep. it would make you sick to know what the wholesale cost is. I know it did me when I saw it. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. But um, but seventy bucks it's, for seventy bucks would be a decent little bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Very, very if much. If you can agree. get your hands on one, all right. if you're lucky enough to live in Ohio or Texas, you see this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Just regularly stocked. Ready? Uh, what else we gotta do? Always remember to drink responsibly, ladies and gents. Ooh, that's a whole good little clunks. I like it that. Was well. it's like perfect holiday? I thought we were gonna break out into one of the holidays. Carol songs. the bells or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Uh-huh. I hear you. I, I think we got different tone, you know. Yeah. And the problem is Mel can't sing, so we're okay. We open with some crazy high-scoring matches from top clubs that uh, were just playing fucking insane. Liverpool 4, Fulham 3, Man City 3, Tottenham 3. Fulham flat out took it to Liverpool at Anfield. They had themselves a game, man. Yeah, the only thing I, I would worry about here is... Um, I know it's a beating a dead horse. Fulham don't score many goals. Yeah. So if you're going to do this, especially away from home, you need to hold on to the result. Yeah, get get a point. Because now it feels like they just wasted three goals of a very limited quantity that they have for the season. Right. <laughs> That's the concern for me. But it was a very entertaining game. Um, there was some kind of ugly bits of play, though. Yeah. Well, um, what was funny is, is all four of Liverpool's goals, like, 
crackers like real oh, legit yeah. just holy shit crackers i mean alexis mcallister's probably the goal of the weekend for me I mean, that was fucking brilliant <laughs> and the and the three from fulham were just flat out fuck ups from uh yeah. from liverpool we were just yeah. like really 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 you let that one happen yeah. like you didn't cut in front of a man that was coming to the near post like come on like, it was, yeah it was pretty pitiful bobby de cordova reed though one of the smallest men on the pitch towering header yeah how <laughs> that's that's where we talk about like well, how because do you he let was that also happen? the person he was going against just happened to be the same size as him in Silicos. Yeah. Yeah. very lucky that he just come i mean on. he virgil van dyke was as tall as he was and, and uh bdcr was um uh probably as tall as van dyke at the highest point of his jump yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so. too funny but um, now but, McAllister's goal was fucking brilliant. Yeah. The, the free kick, it's a shame that it has to go as a Leno own goal. Yeah. But the free kick was dope. Alexander Arnold is starting to find that form again. He's starting yeah. to do what he did before, which is crack those outside shots, be a great set piece specialist. It's um fortunately hasn't been exposed too much on a defensive side. Also, I feel like Klopp now has options. When it gets later into a match, he doesn't have to keep them out there if it if it gets close. Mel sound you know? familiar. <laughs> and that wasn't even I really like that just, phrase tonight no i did that one just rolled out the tongue there the other ones were very intentional and pointed Thank of course yeah much. but th this does remind me though of the week you had uh you had uh put a bow on it and on the mind for some reason yeah put a bow on it and he just went with it like crazy yeah, everything's gonna be options no 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 dribbling down the field there were options he tried to score he had options there's a lot of options for show titles so far Let's keep it rolling, kids. Settle down. <laughs> I I have had an exceptionally, exceptionally long weekend, and I have to get in a car and drive to fucking State College, Pennsylvania tomorrow. Okay? Nice. So, a long... Oh, just shut up. No, it was a great... It, it was, this was a fun game. Endo yeah. had a great strike for his... Uh, I think first league goal, right? Yeah. yeah I think yeah. he scored in the league cup for Liverpool, but did not, hasn't scored yes. for them in the league yet. Yes. Um, and, that, and that was a, another great strike. Good uh, kind of awareness and composure by Salah. It was actually a poor touch um, when uh, Captain Captain Chaos headed it down to him uh, yeah. from the long ball. Um, but he regathered well and then teed up Endo excellently. It that was, was fantastic. It was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, Corvary gets the, gets the goal and then that was about the 80th minute mark. And then it, to to when they finally scored their goal, that first like little three, four minute spell, you're like, Liverpool might not be able to do this. Like, well, I got and very then nervous. It was suddenly, and then it was suddenly one, two, boom, like back to back right I, in the back of the. I got very nervous that Fulham scored that third goal too early. Yeah. Because there was still 10 minutes plus stoppage time. Mm hmm. And it's like, and it didn't appear as though, watching the highlight package at least, especially, it did not appear that they changed the way they played, and they should have became more compact and tried to hold on to that. Because yeah. at worst, you then walk out of there with a draw, but they continued to try to play, and that played right into Liverpool's hands. Oh yeah. And then you add in somebody like Darwin Nunez and fucking Captain Chaos. Like I said, I mean, the, the guy's insane. Mm -hmm. um, he had the chance that he he caroomed off the crossbar that, and then he had, had the, the, the other that chance that was a, a sitter. Yeah, yeah, from a, a Salah header. Mm -hmm. um, that was that was good. Um, <laughs> but then he very unorthodoxly kept the ball alive for Trent Alexander Arnold's goal. Nobody else on the team would have thought to do that. Nobody else in the league would have thought to keep the ball alive in that manner. Yeah, yeah. But he crazy. did. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just the guy's all over the place. Yeah. Why did he braid his hair like that? I don't know. I don't know. Old Pippi Longstocking French braids. Captain Chaos. What's that about? Captain Chaos. Does He'll he probably, just walk into the hairdresser and go, just fucking do whatever, man? I probably surprise is the case. me. Yeah, probably is the case. <laughs> fucking surprise me. Yeah. Put it puts a blindfold on so he can't see anything. Just, I just let's see what we come up with. <laughs> Does he have kids? Like maybe he has like a daughter, and the daughter was like, "Do it like that, Dad." I don't. I know. don't know. Like it, it, that would be the only he logical. Can't, he reason. can't possibly have kids. He's too young. No, yeah. no, he just misses all the time. <laughs> They'd be trying to get pregnant, and she'd have to swallow a lot, I'd assume. Um, City city, and Tottenham was just absolutely fucking crazy. And I got to tell you, that second goal from Son was just perfectly placed. He got right in between the lanes and just slotted it right up in. With oh, his thigh. Oh, oh, wait, it was the wrong goal. I mean, in the first half, Son was the man of the match for both teams. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but no, Tottenham stuck to their guns in this one. Posta Coglu said it before the game. We're going to play the way we play. You know, we're going to keep playing the high line. We're going to keep trying. And, uh, to, you know, we're not going to change our identity despite the injuries and despite who we're playing against. And they did exactly that. And in his presser, he also admitted uh, after the match, he was like, the city had a lot of chances in the first half. Oh, yeah. And they could have easily been ahead. And that was a game where we probably it should have been second. like 4-1 at halftime. Oh, my God. Yes, there were so many. But City like, were uncharacteristically bad in front of in front and of goal. Holland just missing easy ones. Oh, yeah. Like, and Vicario that, did come up with a save or two. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that still did happen. He yeah. played he played very well. Yeah. Um, but Son, I mean, the the second one is just ridiculous. He's got to he's got to play the ball, which is annoying. But. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's here's the thing. City give away a lead twice yep. in a match. Again, this is because yep. they also did this against They're Chelsea. They're conceding a ton of goals. They are giving up a lot of For goals. For them, yeah. Is this something the people need to be worried about? Because this is very uncharacteristic of a pep side. Oh, yeah. And that's why my fantasy team is fucked. Because I have Ederson in goal and two Manchester City defenders. Yeah, it just not. Because they traditionally don't. Right. And that's how I got over the line in a lot of games last season. Yeah. Was there those, was there clean sheets? Get those get that uh -huh. eighteen points off of three people. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening this year. Nope. Um, but no, there uh yeah, it definitely is a problem. There's something going on there. It's not great. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jack Grealish, and I think part of partly why he lost his place, we said this last week, is he's been uh kind of on record as as saying like, you know, we won the trouble last year. So it's been kind of difficult to get up for it. Mm -hmm. Like we just, we already won everything. It's kind of, it's one of those things. What do they? What, I don't remember what it's called. Um, like champion syndrome or something. Mm -hmm. A lot of Olympic athletes especially have it. Yeah, where they train their entire life for one whole, one purpose and one purpose only. They win that gold medal and then they wake up depressed. Like fuck, what now? Yeah, what do I do? Like now? what do I do now? I did it. Yeah, my whole life has been for this one moment and it, now it's done. Oh, good. Huh? So now you come back to Villa. <laughs> you talk to him. Yeah. No, that, that that was put out there as a rumor. He had squashed it pretty quickly, though. He had said he would not go back to Villa. Right. I yeah. mean, he is eventually. It's, oh, he won't be now, though. We don't want him back yet. And also, City would not want to loan him to you right now no. because you're Pep, challenging. And Pep also always wants depth. No. Yeah. We've got a we've got a good thing going, and um, <clears throat> you know, Tuesday and, will be fun. Hinted, but, hinted at it now in the midweek. 
at Villa Park. Or Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. Fucking City's going to have a game on their hands. Yeah. Fucking Villa's going to be ready for them. Yeah. Villa will get them if they if they keep doing this shit. Champagne Villa will get them. Shambongs on Thursday show. Shambongs, sure. Shambongs on Thursday. Very good. Um, Real quick, though. <clears> hmm. <throat> The referee. Did you see this? I'm getting ready to Is get that Is that what right you're doing? Now. Okay, I thought you yeah. were moving on. No, it's... Uh, I was about to... I, you cannot let that go. This fucking tool bag. Advantage should have been played. What is he doing? I, he, he points to advantage. The advantage happens. Like, the very clear, this is why you play advantage. And then he blows the whistle. Did you see Holland's face? Uh-huh. I, uh, yes, I've seen Holland's face. It's been superimposed on me and you and already. Me, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is the referee doing? Mm-hmm. So horrible. horrible. I, I heard somebody today uh, look up, actually, on IFAB, look up the law about advantage, the, the rule. And it says that the referee is supposed to take four things into consideration. Okay. One is the severity of the foul. So, i.e., if they're going to give him a red card, if the player is seriously, seriously injured, mm. blah, 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 blah. This is fair. The severity of the infringement is to be taken into account first and foremost. Secondly is, is there an advantage? Yeah. Just anyway, right? Right. Third, the proximity of defenders to said advantage. So the ball can fall to you, but if you're ass tight to me, mm-hmm. is yeah. that really an advantage? It's not an advantage. Right. Lastly, the atmosphere of the game. How is Which that? means nothing and right. everything at the same time. Yeah. So it's a get out of jail free card. The referee could do what the fuck he wants. <laughs> and that the needs to be scrapped. The atmosphere of the uh-huh. game. That is in the, like, written into the actual law I of win. My mood. being allowed to play advantage. And then by those laws, why wasn't a yellow card handed on that foul then? Because then no yellow card came out. Like, right, it should have been a card. Yeah, I mean, just what the, the whole thing was handled very poorly. Yeah, you now Grealish still has to put the ball in the back of the net and everything, but he's away. Oh yeah, he's, I don't think the defender would have called him either. He's a good two steps ahead of the oh, defender. Yeah. Ball on his foot. And he's not slow. Dead center of the pitch, going right at goal, which is the worst for a keeper. At least if you're coming from a side, a keeper can cut down an angle. Mm-hmm. When they're coming dead on, all you can do is try to get as wide as you can and hope they don't pick the corner that you're not going to. That's all you can do. Is, I mean, it's just piss poor. That's worse than some of these VAR decisions that we talk about. That's worse than than having no camera angle to look at at Newcastle for us. Mm-hmm. That's worse. Uh, that is fucking piss poor. Yeah. The advantage rule has been in the game since day fucking one. And, that is piss poor. And you as a ref held out the arm signifying advantage. You then don't blow the fucking whistle. It's so fucked. If, I, I, could, I, I would could, be incensed. I'd be okay with him blowing the whistle if he didn't do yeah. the arms. He literally pointed the arms forward to say, you have advantage. Well, somebody else had to take a touch to pass that ball, too. So even if he blew quickly, who knows if that pass actually happens? Right. Just. It's so piss poor. Yeah. Horrible. It's horrible. absolutely pitiful. Absolutely horrible. And I, I, I couldn't. I, when I saw it, I could not believe it. I'm watching, like, how. Did you blow that fucking whistle? Yeah. 
especially for a player that needs that confidence that hasn't been score- free scoring, you know, as he was in the middle of last season, for instance. Um, he did get that the one of the equalizers, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sorry, one of the uh, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, he got number three, but yeah, but then to be clean in in stoppage time or just before stoppage time like that to to potentially grab the winner and the referee blows up, it, it's just absurd. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the referee should be fined, in my opinion. I would agree. You, you're that's a, you've done a piss poor job there. You've got to pay a fine. If, if like, you're going terrible. to find a coach for talking about it or suspend a player for losing mouthing their, off, like yep. then he needs to have some. There needs kind to be some of sort a, of punishment, and the punishment can't just be, "Oh, we're not going to have him ref next week." Right, go ref in the championship next week. You've been demoted. Like mm-hmm. fuck you, because they're that's, back a week later. Uh-huh. They're back a and week later, and it's not doing anything. No, it does nothing. The, the standard is not improving. Yeah, is it? You know, hey, you know what? You fucked up that badly. You don't get a paycheck this match. Yep. There's there's a fucking Something. idea. Yeah, I get I, they, that would make them maybe think about the calls they're fucking making on so the field. I'm saying, but they're they're taking these the players and finding them for everything. The mm-hmm. coaches, like you say, they're asked the questions by the media. What are they supposed to do? Just stare down the camera and not say a word? Right. Yeah. And they're asking them these questions immediately after the game, which is an emotional roller coaster for for managers typically. Mm-hmm. And there's still adrenaline flowing through them veins. Would you say it's a disgrace? That's an absolute disgrace. It's embarrassing. You fucking walked me into that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Frick. Walked you right into that one. Hey, that's why I drive the bus. Couple of teams of at the bottom of the table get big wins in very different scoreline styles. Burnley 5, Sheffield 0, Everton 1, Nottingham Forest 0. Clarets finally score goals and are ruthless. And they finally look like the team that we saw last season yep. in the championship. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, Sheffield United are just so bad. They're just so bad. We, we've said it time and time again. They are piss poor. Half of them don't look like they give a shit. Mm-hmm. The other half aren't good enough to that their shits to give don't matter mm-hmm. if that makes sense um, <laughs> um and then it doesn't help that you let some uh let jay rodriguez with his walker score a diving header which i still contend he probably just tripped because he's old <laughs> and uh after 16 fucking seconds yep 16 seconds it allows you to, to leak yep that's yep. so stupid and they're so bad if i was the owner of sheffield united i'd have fired heckenbottom at halftime yeah yeah, well, you should have fired him fucking a month ago. And I'd have punched Ollie McBurney in the fucking face. How? Okay. <laughs> so, dingus. Other than other than saying the reason is is because he's Scottish, because that seems to be the only justifiable he's reason. Also, he was born in Leeds, though, to Scottish how, parents. Yeah. How do you you get a yellow card for? throwing an elbow into the head right like not the not the i'm my arms are up here and i happen to clip you it was i see you there how's my fucking elbow taste like boom right in the fucking kisser yeah to then Pal, turn right a- the kisser to, tur- right <laughs> yeah. to turn around and fucking do it again oh yeah oh yeah you know why it's because he's scottish it's because he's scottish as william wallace once says <laughs> Don't back down. Yeah. Just Double down. Just fucking, just, are you fucking kidding me? Well, there's a big trend this season that I've, for whatever reason, I've noticed it at least this season, that if somebody gets a yellow card for a hard foul, 
within the next four or five minutes. And I don't know if it's because they don't think the referee is going to give them a card for the same thing that quickly. But it's like they do it again. <clears throat> yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to do what I just did more. Right. And see if you're actually going to take a stand on it. I had some... Uh, but that's a fucking dangerous game to play. Throw throw it back. Throw it back to uh, our days when we played indoor. Right, you would have somebody would get a really like the team we play against would get a really hard yellow, and then that person would continue to hack the rest of the game. You'd be like, "Is there going to ever be a second yellow?" No, right? No, there wouldn't be. It's like, but it's, goalkeepers it's, who get called for time oh, yeah. wasting. If it's in the first half, they will never get that second one. But it'll it, never come. It is such a dangerous game to play. But like I said, it's Scott. It's Scottish, right? Right. Like, don't back down. Double down. <laughs> so do uh, it. It was Chris Wilder. Then it was Heckenbottom when they went down, and it was Heckenbottom all through all this, and now it's back to Chris Wilder again. Yeah, because nobody else wants to manage there. Is it and, going to change anything? No. What I want, it may galvanize a few players because there's still a few people there that were there when he was. He didn't. They didn't want him to leave in the first place. Um, but. I think there's only one option, and I don't know why nobody's talking about it. Okay. The old Warlock back in. <laughs> of course. Get Neil Warnock back in and have some fucking fun, at least. If you're going to be here, at least have some fun. I think we're all convinced Sheffield's 20 with a bullet, right? They're, yeah. They're the worst. They yeah. are hands down the worst. Unless team. the Independent Regulatory Commission deems your appeal frivolous and finds you more points. Right. And you still may finish above Sheffield tonight. <laughs> you probably still would. Yes, probably still would. I think that's the only thing I could see, honestly. I don't see him getting another win for the rest of the season. No. It's so piss poor. But we <laughs> should, you know, comment on Burnley. Burnley yeah. were very good. They, they still had great. to do the job. They look great. And it was 2-0 up before the red card Ollie came. McBurney yep. did his did his Scottish business. And we've seen them um Sounds like, you, like a Glaswegian <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should call it's it. A when Scottish a Scotsman business. fucks up. Right, it's, it's the Scottish, Scottish business. business. Yeah, yeah, there we go. He, oh, he did the old Glaswegian dookie. See, that's a much better show title than um, <laughs> options. Than options. <laughs> the glass. <laughs> the Glaswegian shit. Uh, no, not the. We can't call it the Glaswegian. Oh, that's true. Shit. The Glaswegian dookie. Yeah, no, we can't call it that. It, it. It's the Scottish thing you had said before. Right. Scottish something. You know, well, I don't. I, well, at see, least I'll there's options there. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, but no, uh, uh, Jacob Brun Larson uh, with his first goal for the club. Uh, on his full debut mm -hmm. was, I think, full debut. I think he's only been a sub before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Definitely first goal. Fantastic. Uh, the take. What is Wes Fodderingham doing? Why isn't he coming off his line? What yeah. is the defense doing? The the two players in the middle of the field completely switched off, the two center backs, mm -hmm. and what kept him on side. The fullback did what he was supposed to do and stepped up and put him off. Yeah. Right? But the two, uh, the two central defenders were just lackadaisical, just on their heels and, and didn't get Mm -hmm. Didn't get out. Yep. It's like, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's this is the style of play that, like I said, we saw last year from Burnley, and it's what, uh, you know, fairly to uh, our good friend Brett gave him hope going into this year that this was a fast action, very aggressive offense with a lot of movement, right? Very much a Pep light or a younger Pep version of of what they what they are, right? And, it worked. It, you finally got to see it work and work well. And now, granted, it's against the worst fucking team in the league. Now they just need to do that. Keep doing but that. But they, they also lose. need to have a plan B. Yeah. Is the oh, key. We, we said that already, of course, of course. And lastly, uh, for me at least, with Fodderingham, 
for um I can't remember the guy's name. Uh oh Colioso, it was his. What is that goalkeeper doing? Mm-hmm. Was that drop of the shoulder in the eyes that convincing yeah. that you let in a near post from fourteen yards out? Yeah. How? How? That How? is piss Can't. poor. Next week, I would play the U16 goalkeeper. If we're going to lose anyway, I'm at least going to prove a point. Yeah. And you should not be getting beat like that. That is absolutely fucking terrible. We've talked about it before. You show the near post as a goalkeeper for a reason because you want him to shoot there because you know you're going to save it. Exactly. It's it's so bad. If you don't save it, it is on nobody else. It doesn't matter how open they were. It doesn't matter what the string of play was. If they beat you on the near post, that is 100% on you. And they almost drew City. Like, they had a performance that they had a platform to build from. Yeah. And yeah. then they come out here and do this. Yeah. Just literally, just lay a big old shit in the middle of the living room. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. It was terrible. It's like, what are, you, what are you doing? And then Brownhill, obviously, with an absolute thunderbolt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The, almost ripped the net off the off the goalposts. Yep. And that that place, you could tell the the atmosphere was decent, but at, it, it wasn't anything to write home about at the start. Um, and then it just built and built and built with every goal that went in. It was like more and more weight off their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then when their captain thumped that ball in from all the twenty yards, yeah, was. The roof came off that place. It was it was fantastic. And it really uh, was. with that, that happened just before Everton played. And uh, you brought up a good point that, you know, this then puts a lot of pressure on Everton. You know? It did, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, if nothing else, the goal difference. I mean, Everton aren't a club that score a huge amount of goals either. Right. And, and they got a great goal difference over all those other clubs, but it could change very quickly if you lost 3 nothing again. Absolutely. I mean, that'd be an eight-goal swing. Like yeah. that, you know, yeah. you're coming very close here, you yeah. know? Agreed. Um, but it was, I thought, a perfect performance from Everton. Yeah. Uh, I, they had the better of the play, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They had the chances. Pickford stepped up when he needed to. Um, and it just... You worried when I, I was surprised Dominic Calvert Lewin wasn't in the team. I, had I hadn't heard up, much about. I picked up a slight knock, and uh, they're just being precautionary. And honestly, when you've got somebody like Beto, who still needs to bet in and didn't have a particularly great game, it is a like for like person. Yeah. You are putting in a player that plays exactly how Dominic Calvert Lewin plays. He might not play as well as Dominic Calvert Lewin, yeah. but at least you have that. Where our team before would be we had Dom, and then we had Neil Less Pay, who. Is they're just not the same player, and then you're expecting him to do what Dom does, right? Or then you put Damari Gray up there and expect Damari Gray to do it, and it's like you can't do right. that. That's not like you need to have. And even for the kid Tremidi that we have, um, the Portuguese kid, he is exactly like Beto and Dom. The, right. the the striker, it's always the same style of player. The level of quality may not be there, or experience may not be there, but. It's the same fucking style of what, player, what, and, that, what, and that's made all the difference for Everton. Well, that that's probably true. What I what I would worry about. I mean, you're playing mostly backs against the wall anyway. Yeah. The only thing I'd worry about is nobody's bringing anything different. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so like Jesus and Enketia, for instance, and I, I bring up Arsenal because it's the best example I know. Mm-hmm. They play very differently. Mm-hmm. Jesus wants to run those channels and drift around, and he's not a point man. Eddie is very much a point man. He wants to be in the middle of the field. He's not going to run those channels. So if something's not working, <clears throat> hey, let's change up. Let's do this. Now, Everton, I don't know, have that capability necessarily with the people behind. 
I say they have that on the wings with Harrison McNeil and then like Dan Juma is more of a control the ball, run through the lanes right. kind of guy. Um, I think midfield wise, there's a, but it's a very, yeah. it's a very dice yeah. thing to do is yeah. big guy in the middle. Let's cross him the ball. Yeah. You know, but it's not even that it's let's get the ball up to him and he can play ball back to goal and get the ball out to the right. wingers as well. Yeah. Also helps quite a bit, which is almost exactly what happened mm-hmm. uh, when the ball fell to McNeil rather kindly. Uh, and sat up for him well, but what a what a hit that was! I mean, he leathered that ball too, ripped that, absolutely ripped that shot. And um, yeah, like you said, the the better chances were definitely in Everton's favor. And for Everton now, eh, four four on the road, they're going into tough buildings and getting results, man. Yeah. yeah, like like you talked about last week, Brentford has only lost three at home since coming up, and that was to fucking you twice and us. Yep. You know, and then getting this one and going to Palace and beating Palace there. Like, it's getting good wins on the road. Now we just need those, you know, it, it's still what haunts us ultimately are those first two losses of the season. Losing, well, not, well, for two of the first three because the Villa match was just horrible and that's what it was. But that the Villa also are a good team. You right. wouldn't have necessarily earmarked <clears throat> that and thought, I mean, the best you probably could have hoped for was a point. It's the one nothing loss at home to Wolves, it's the one nothing loss at home to Fulham. Those are the two that like And just Wolves had you. a vendetta because of what happened with Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. On there. the opening day of yep. the season. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So you were walking into a bit of a shit situation there anyway. Yeah. And that's that's really been that's really about it, you know. So uh but that was Everton, just get get a win. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Just win because what's what's you're good? ultimately better than four of the teams that yeah. are around you. So just win. Just do what but you that, need to the, do. The biggest thing it didn't matter how it came, but you now have you broke your duck. You've started to claw those points back. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a ten point deduction, fine. You know, whatever. Most people that I listen to, at least, are anticipating that to be lowered five or six on is the what appeal. I'm hearing. So you could be getting four points back. Yeah, which I think is bullshit. Personally, not because you don't deserve it. I think this entire system is farcical. And a points deduction should not happen midseason unless right. you are actively caught cheating like bribing officials. Right. Yeah. You should, should be. You should be. This should, this admin should be taken in the summer and everybody and the appeal process should be done before the new season starts. Yep. And so you everybody start knows. Everybody knows where they stand. Yeah. Yeah. Players are human beings. Yeah. And if Luton feel. Oh, shit. Look, we're out of the relegation zone now. We're clear. We can ease off for a game. But if you were breathing down their neck or yeah. you were still ahead of them, they may behave differently. Oh, if it goes from it goes from 10 to 6, we're now in front of them. Right. We're in front of them. That's what I'm saying. It the, It's absolutely absurd that this is happening midseason. Yeah. It's not Charles' fault, yeah, obviously. It's not, it's not fair to Everton. It's not fair to the other clubs. Absolutely. It's not fair to anybody. You could get somebody, you know, in, in that dressing room that, that's borderline depressed. <laughs> that may have just set them over the edge. I'm yeah. being dead serious. Yeah, okay. And it affects their performances. Yeah. You know? It's so stupid this is happening right now. Yep. I, it, I, it it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And but the, the important bit is you broke the duck, you you got over the line here, and you started clawing them points back. <laughs> yep. And we've uh, filed the appeal. So uh, now I'm sure they will move in a timely, you know, efficient manner, you know, because, you know, the appeal process of board, you, you know they won't. You know they won't. Yeah. All 
rounding out the rest of the league. And oh, so that happened. Arsenal 2, Wolverhampton 1, Brentford 3, Luton 1, Newcastle 1, Man U 0, Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 2, West Ham 1, Palace 1, Chelsea 3, Brighton 2. Arsenal come out swinging, go up really, really quickly. And then it felt like you guys took the foot off the gas. Yeah, we did uh, again, which is annoying. Yeah. Um, we actually controlled a lot more of the game before we took the foot off the gas than we did the previous two times. Yeah. But we still did take the foot off the gas, yeah. and that's annoying. Uh, we should have had probably two more goals, I'd say. I was um, going to say that needs to be a 3-4 comfortable win. Yeah. There, there shouldn't be they get an opportunity to make it interesting. Exactly. Um, and that's the part that really annoyed me because we were on top and we were playing some slick fucking stuff. That oh, ball, great. that great. ball from Odegaard uh, to Saka for his goal was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He sorted his feet out uh, wonderfully well. And then the one touch football between the two X City boys in Zinchenko and mm -hmm. Jesus, and the cutback from Zinchenko, while not perfect, was low enough of a bouncer that Odegaard could still control it. And his technique is is just brilliant anyway. Yeah. But that one touch football that 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 was. <laughs> I mean, they had wolves at sixes and sevens. They were chasing shadows. Yeah, there yeah. was there was nobody even there. Ball yeah. comes out to Martinelli, gets played back to Jesus, Jesus to Zinchenko, Zinchenko back to Odegaard. Bang! It's in the back of the net, and they're just standing around looking at each other like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. I mean, when Jesus and Zinchenko go off and celebrate on their own, doing the too hot to handle, you know, mm -hmm. finger snaps. Yep. And then Odegaard's like, "Come celebrate with me." They're like, "Nah, those passes were dope. You <laughs> had the easiest part of this." Yeah. All you had to do just put it away. <laughs> yeah. uh, I gotta say, the a key thing to really look at for Wolves, and you have to credit what this team is now versus what they've been over the last couple of seasons from Nuno and then you know to Lopetegui and everything. This team does not fucking give up. This no. team's got a shit ton of fight. They I, are going to stick I, around. I actually really like Cunha as a player. Yeah. He never stopped running. The industry on that man is is very yeah. intense. And when Neto comes back, hopefully within the season, yeah. um, they're they're going to be a, a bit of a force there yeah. towards the end. Uh, they're the biggest thing, and I think why the goals happened so quickly is obviously they didn't have their starting midfield, and they looked a little oh, yeah. lost. Big but, time. but those players grew into the game. Oh, they absolutely they grew into the game. And that's but yeah, a, they, they were almost a little starstruck at the beginning. Yeah. It seemed they were paying us yeah. way too much respect. Yeah. And like I said, you really got to really have to hand it to wolves in this regard. Now, obviously, you need to get points, right? Yeah. But this is an industrious team that will fucking work their ass off. And you think about the northern part of the country. Right. You know, just outside of Birmingham or Liverpool or Manchester, what these fucking cities care about, obviously, other than Checkbook FC, they want industry. They want you to fucking hustle. Yeah. They want you to play for the fucking badge. And they, most of those clubs will appreciate a really fucking great tackle almost as much, if not more, than and a, a goal. spectacular goal. Absolutely. Like, and it's, it's, there's, there's going to be tough spells for them, and I think they're ultimately safe in somewhere the, to the upper part of the bottom half of the table. And I think a lot of it comes to the fact that they just play relentlessly. Yeah. They, they don't they don't slow down. They don't let themselves get beat. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any team that I've ever coached, the the children, I say the same thing. Like, pay attention in training. Let's do the do the job I'm asking you to do. Let's do the drills. Let's do this. If you don't, we run yeah. because we're going to be good at one or two things, right? Mm -hmm. One of two things. We're either going to be the most technically gifted side there and we're going to beat them with style and panache. Or we're going to be able to outrun them. Or we're going to be able to outrun them. Yeah. But either way, 
we're going to win. It's just how you'd rather do it. Right. And it's a lot more fun to play with the fucking ball. So yeah. listen. Yeah. Than it is to run. Running yep. sucks. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, ma- I've made teams I've coached put the balls in the ball bag I, during practice. Oh, I, we're, we're not touching those again. Uh, when I was when I was coaching the uh, team for Free State, the uh, U18, U18 team that I had, the uh, boys won game. We won five to four. It was a miserable performance from us. Like, we, we should have beat them fucking eight nothing. But right. we were just giving up really just sloppy, bullshit, shitty yeah. bullshit. I uh, looked at all of them and I said, practices on Tuesday. Bring your sneakers. That's all. Mm-hmm. That will be it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I literally, I we never pu- pulled out a ball. We just ran sprints and laps the entire fucking time. And because I think there was also like we got two yellow, two uh, red cards in that game from like a mouth and off. And I was just like, is it all out of your system, boys? Is it all out? Of-? I just right. Because if it's not out of your system, we can run some more. Because this is what we're now gonna do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to do yeah. that, right? So the bees were always in control of this match I for mean, the most part yeah the end a, the end yeah. Luton gave him a little bit of a push at the it was end like, what but, was it 65 to about 80 minutes Luton were yeah. pushing yeah. and Chong I was relatively close of an offsides I mean yeah. I, ultimately I think they got the decision right yeah. but that was close I it mean Brentford close. Brentford could have been in a bad way yeah yeah. well and, and for for Luton the key thing is keep the goal differential low yep. right don't That's get huge. blown out keep keep losing games Two nothing or one nothing. But, That's, but the, you got to keep it close. I mean, Brentford's goals were kind of fortunate. Oh yeah, number oh, one and number were. three were oh, very yeah. fortunate. Oh yeah. Well, and for, for and, and from a Luton point of view, how many shots are you going to allow Brentford players to have in the box before you fucking clear the ball? Right. Right. That's how the third goal happened. Yep. Was it was somebody got hit in the nuts that hit somebody's thigh, but it was mm-hmm. a rocket and bounced off. And then you let somebody dance a little bit and then they get another shot away. And then that was deflected and it fell to the guy that originally hit the guy in the nuts in the first place. Yep, <laughs> it's like, exactly. what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Clear the ball. Yeah, somebody just, just put your fucking foot through it. The, I, I think for, uh, uh, Neil Mope, why he's finding success at Brentford is because they're going right back to what the system was when he was there, yeah. which is, Two very, Which is what made his name, exactly. Two exceptionally talented wingers up top with him, and all he has to do is just be a problem. Is poach, yeah, yeah and, exactly. And, and it's worked for him, and that's, I mean, that's good, honestly. And that's how he got the first goal, was just being <sighs> in the right place at the right time, being a, a fuckhead. Honestly, for us, it's a chance to recoup some money. Like, you know? Oh, yeah. Because didn't we, help. Yeah, just get a little something for him, you know? Could have got a little bit more, and maybe you wouldn't be in the well, boat you're in. Well, we wouldn't. we don't have any money for him yet, because he's a loanee, so... Uh, yeah, but although sucks. although he has already come out in the press and been like, yeah, my time at Everton sucked. It's like, uh, mate, you're still at Everton. You're still an employee <laughs> here. Yeah, probably, probably should watch what you say there, stud. I mean, <laughs> trust me, they're already actively trying to sell you, so, so you don't need to help. Fuck. It. Yep, he does, does not, give not a fuck. care at all. <laughs> um, Newcastle just seemed to find a way to win at home, man. And um, I'm going to come out right now and say this: we were talking about um, you know, United's form. Uh, recently that they had been winning games but it was also against teams they should be beating and we said I said this I know god almost two months ago I was like yeah they're gonna after after they lost the city so it was like a month and a half ago I was like they're going to win a bunch of these games oh yeah because, because they were against shit opposition Manchester United is fucking counterfeit yep they're counterfeit 
They, I'm excited they to play the them. I think we them. play them in the middle of this month, I think. <clears throat> yeah, and you'll beat the shit out of them. That's what I'm hoping, because yeah. they <clears throat> do not look good. You, so there's two things, right? There's the form table, which just takes into account results, right? Yep. And then there's the eye test, as yep. uh, as they those, don't pass the eye those test. of us in punditry like to call it. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, they are piss poor. Then there's Champions League form. And if you look at what they're doing in the Champions League, even they're worse. running the risk of not even having European football for the rest of the season. <laughs> yep, yep. They're, gonna, they're um, dead last in their group currently. The most exciting thing about this game uh, for me, well, because I did fall asleep while I was listening to it in the car while Carly was inside of Home Depot working out the fridge situation for the basement. Mm-hmm. And I had the kids in the car. And I actually dozed off listening to this game. It was that fucking boring. It was that fucking boring. Um. So I'm struggling to find stuff to talk about here, except uh, the one the one thing that I did enjoy was uh, Eric Ten Hag's flat cap. <laughs> Why? Because you wear a flat cap. I like a flat cap, but I like a flat cap for a reason. Why does he? Do you reckon he just discovered Peaky Blinders for the first time he and he's have. into it? That might be what it is. And just he decided to pull it out because I've never seen it before. Okay. Just all of a sudden's got a flat cap on. See, see, there you and go. For a Dutchman, it's very strange. We we found something to talk about about this match. Yep. Moving on. Um, <laughs> cherries I don't even remember are, who scored. Oh, Gordon. Yeah. Cherries are putting up results, man. They're, yeah. You know? Um, now, this I would pissed, say- This pissed me off big time. I would I would say also Villa never really came out of- the, Well, they never really they got just, going no. because Bournemouth were frustrating them. I yeah. mean, there was- it, City are accused of it all the time of, of being actually quite chippy, despite mm-hmm. how good they are offensively. Yeah. When you lose the ball, lots when, of fouls when in the City middle of the, field the ball, there's City, a lot of fouls because oh, yeah, they just foul. stop you from playing. Yeah. They just foul And they're you. just stupid little, mm-hmm. little tic tacky fouls that just disrupt the momentum. Bournemouth did a lot of that. Yeah. And Villa just couldn't stretch their legs, couldn't play. Yeah. Mel was, uh, was talking with me on the phone about it and she was just like, like they're just like it's so frustrating watching them play it's, right now. It's frustrating. There was a, a lot of chances that were missed. Again, defense doing the bulk of the work, um, and VAR just it knows how to put a damper on a game. Who who was the Brazilian defender that scored that they called back Diego Carlos or somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that that would have put Phil up two one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could have changed the entire face of the game. And, and from what I understand about the decision was it was kind of marginal. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? It was questionable. Oh, we're we're going to talk about another marginal call here <laughs> yeah, by the end no. of this segment. No, it was questionable. And whenever, it's like you said before, whenever they do have those calls, then it stops the action. It kills the energy in the stadium. And the momentum. It yeah, everything. It kills the momentum of the players. And it, it's, it leads to injuries. So if I was in charge for a day, king for a day. Mm-hmm. King the, for a day. The one thing that I would change about football currently. Mm, the okay? one thing. One thing I would change about football. The first thing on the docket. You know, there's a lot of options. Is the offsides rule. Mm-hmm. It has to be daylight. What advantage is being gained if my toenail is a is yeah. if any part of my body is in line with a defender, mm-hmm. I should be on side. Right. There should be daylight. I'm gaining I'm if I have a head start, I'm gaining a clear advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. Fine. But if my foot's here in line with you, what advantage am I gaining? Mm-hmm. None. So None. what's the why I've said it many times. I've I've heard it said many times, and I'll fucking keep banging a drum. The reason we do this is because goals are the best bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Goals are the best bit of the best sport in the world. 
And if you're doing things nitpicky bullshit as a referee to disallow goals, what the fuck are we doing here? Yep. yep. Where's the joy? Where's the fun? Where's the excitement? Where's the product? This is a fucking product you're selling us. You know what? Take into account the atmosphere of the fans. When you're making offside decisions, <laughs> or or I was just gonna say, um, um, <laughs> why don't just, we do that? You know what? Yeah, just just Fuck say, it. or just say, hey, you went undefeated, but your starting quarterback got hurt, so we're gonna go ahead and let the one loss team go ahead. Two of them get in instead of you, because yeah. that's how we like to do things. Cause, stupid, because Alabama brings more eyes oh to the gosh. TV. It's just stupid. <laughs> Um, I got to tell you, uh, West Ham and Crystal Palace is exactly what we would have thought West Ham and Crystal Palace was going to be. Fucking Neither dead. team really wants to have it's, possession. It's 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 especially Crystal Palace, West Ham, what we think it's going to be without one very particular Eberechi Eze. <laughs> the only exciting player between both teams. Yep. Yeah. Really. Uh, Jared Bowen's fast as hell. He's fun to watch. but Yeah, but he's coming off a little knock. Um, yeah. So he he wasn't really stretching his legs too terribly much. There was a, West Ham had a couple chances here or there. I mean, both teams had a couple of chances, but this this game was a, a, a you know midfield fuck fest. Yeah, it was terrible. If if uh, was somebody not told happy. you ahead of time this game is going to finish one one, you would have went yeah, yeah 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 definitely. It was not an advert for football. I'll tell you that. No no, it was not. If, not if one you bit. have somebody in your life that's willing to give football a try. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a West Ham supporter. Let's watch their game today against Crystal Palace. No. You have done a disservice to the sport of football. There and were, there you have turned somebody off of the game. There were other matches you could have watched which would have been far more entertaining than Absolutely. that Absolutely. Which would be the last one we're going to go ahead and talk about. Um, Chelsea were lucky to not be down to nine men. And the man who got them the brace. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Consado who should have possibly have been sent off as well. Yes. Should you have know? been, And I think. Actually. And then, you know, Gallagher just his one. The one knock I would have on him is he can be erratic because he's all over the pitch. When you've when we've seen him in loan spells at other clubs and you're starting to see him bed in very well here at Chelsea is that sometimes he tries to do too much. Yeah. And when he tries to do too much, he gets himself into trouble. And, and that's, that's exactly, what he did here. Yeah. Exactly what happened here. He also is. I always enjoy when it's quite cold in England and you get a rather pale lad mm -hmm. um, after running a lot they become they end up essentially looking like tweaked out meth heads yeah, because they're so flush in the face mm -hmm. but then it's really bitterly cold so then it's like this weird amalgamation of pale and ro rosy cheek situation going mm -hmm. and they just and with the hair of his I know I'm one to talk in th this particular frame but he um he just he looked very methy <laughs> and I <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, um gotta say that wasn't a penalty for me. And I don't think V I don't think VAR was doing what it was supposed to do there. I think like it's let's go back to your situation with Newcastle. The whole point of why they said they didn't call anything is because none of it was clear and obvious, right? right? Now we could debate that it was or was not. Till the cows come home, but I mean, that's, the foul was, but but that's what they hide behind is that nothing was clear and obvious. Please tell me where that was clear and obvious that Milner actively fouled him, and it wasn't just two guys tangled up in each other and they fell over. Yeah, like, I I tend to agree with you. I can understand why it's why it's given. It's frustrating, but I I 
if I was a player, I'd be pissed mm. off that that was given. If the ruling on the field is no penalty, right? VAR's job should have stuck with that. Yeah, is to come up with only a clear and obvious error. Outside of that, they're not to talk to them. You can look at it real quick, but it just one clear and obvious. Now they also fucked up the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Brighton should have had a corner to attempt to win it. Absolutely. But or a draw, it. rather. Yep, but they fucked it up. So it was not made clear that the referee actually blew for a penalty mm-hmm. to begin with. That's why the drop ball happened. Right. So the referee didn't make the appropriate hand signals to let us know what was happening to begin with. Right? He thought it was a handball. Had he... And really, in my opinion, what he should have done, and now this may be a little redundant because I don't want to lean on VAR much because Mm -hmm. they suck at their jobs. If something like that happens and you think it's hit his hand, you have to assume that VAR is going to catch it. Mm -hmm. Should have blown for the corner. Yeah. Let VAR change it. Don't blow for the penalty. Yeah. Let VAR figure it out. If you give the corner, you allow every option of the correct outcome of this play to happen. Mm-hmm. And somebody may want to say, well, you know, they're human beings. It's in the moment, blah, blah, blah. No, this is what they are paid to be able to do, to look and at the, those situations to do it. And also, let's also then double back <coughs> at the amount of times they don't call something because they want to let VAR bail them out. Right. And it's stupid that Chelsea were gifted possession of that <clears throat> ball. Yep. And then that was it. It's that was a the game. disservice to Brighton in the, mm-hmm. the largest degree. And Brighton was playing their Pressing. way back into that match. Yeah. That I think that match could have ended 3-3. I absolutely could have. Uh, and you never know what they're going to do. We can't say that it would or wouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily. But you know what we can say is they should have had the fucking opportunity to make it 3-3. Sure money. I lost again. <laughs> and it's all because of Villa. The only leg that didn't hit. Um, so I wrote here, Villa, f- uh, Aston Villa fucked, just not how I expected. They fucked me instead of Bournemouth. <laughs> so there is my cup of losers. Fucking Chelsea. I missed as well. <laughs> I'm only up 53 goddamn dollars now. That's not oh, good. Oh, that's not I good. I know. I'm just barely into the black. Oh, very good. Well, I... Well, um, I mean, never mind. I am up... Well, I go first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I was, I, I was gonna say something about being married to a black woman. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Okay, all good. <laughs> I am up three hundred and sixty-one dollars. Big Sam's luck of the week. Hey, producer Mel, did you know that thirty point seven six nine two three one percent of the time <laughs> it so works a hundred percent of the time? It's seven, so fucking stupid. Seven point six nine one two three something. I don't know. Two three one. Pi two three one like sounds like a code to something. It's pi. Yeah, it's I actually am, his password. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, taking a two game parlay that would make you very happy if it all happens. Okay, I have Arsenal to beat Luton. Yep, and I have Villa and City to draw. Nice, at nice plus three ninety six. Nice pressure on that one. I like it. Where Where is the City Villa game? Villa Park. Park. I like I it. Am uh, if if the double chance didn't lower the odds all the way to like 150, I would have taken double chance Villa to win or draw. Right. I'm 
bullish on Villa against City. Speaking of Villa, I'm a little uh, uh, offended you didn't call the Watkins goal your goal of the week. It was, it, right. was, it was it was in a great header. In mid-air, he's adjusting his body and his neck to kind of swerve it around and get it in. This is coming from an Evertonian. The man fucking one-touched it from fucking 30 yards out into the upper 90s of the opposite end. McAllister's goal was way better. Right. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. Uh, it yeah. was, There's it was absolutely no question. Brilliant. <laughs> There's absolutely no question. Yeah. And normally from that distance, you're going banana out to in from the post Mm -hmm. he cut across it made the goalkeeper think he had a chance and shift one direction and the ball was always tailing back towards the corner it was there's oh wait a a lot right with that striker a striker headed a ball in the goal that's their fucking job (laughs) (laughs) yeah you want a fucking cookie do you (laughs) yes it it was a great header for a degenerate gambling friend pat's pick it away (laughs) like fuck you next segment (laughs) that's what you do at least she does it with buttons and not rants about how we failed life or whatever it is you do. Well, right, so stop is, fucking <laughs> disappointing me, and I wouldn't tell you about all the options I have. I've got an option to read this email. You uh, walked me into that one. Yeah, sure did. Uh, so, Pat says to us, uh, run the not good at gambling not sound good bit. good gambling. Because I'm now down $600. Not good gambling. Out. And really gonna sink. Uh, I was assume, uh, really gonna sink the ship if I don't hit some bets during the week. I'm making a play a day during Terrible the week money. weekday matches. I'll take a hundred dollars on a draw in the Wolves Burnley game for plus two sixty. A hundred on the Brighton to score over two and a half goals versus Brentford. That's gonna be tough. That one mm-hmm. uh, for plus two forty, and a hundred dollars on both teams scoring with no draw in the Manchester City Villa game. So a double chance, Villa or City, mm-hmm. and both teams to score. I could see that. Yep. I think I think te- that's I think- relatively safe, and so do the bookies. That one's plus 110. <laughs> mm-hmm. And $250 for Tottenham to beat West Ham to pay out at 200 bucks. Uh, should be a fun week. We'll talk on Thursday to see how far I'm down. Very good. And that was Pat speaking, obviously. Yep. He always, he talks. I'm still up 53 bones. Well, I'm up more than you. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, for now. For now. Okay. Uh, like I said, I did lose again. Uh, thanks, Villa, for cock blocking me. Uh, but this week involves a very safe. Nine way parlay. Very safe. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Nine way parlay. Six, nine way. Get it the fuck together, Sam. Uh, I'd rather not. I've got Wolves or Burnley in a double chance. One of them will win. There will be no draw in this game. In my opinion, Burnley are going to have a lot of confidence after their last result. They are going to leave themselves exposed to mm. the never-ending running of Mateus Cunha. Yep, agreed. Uh, Arsenal to beat Luton. Done and dusted. I mean, that you just give me the money now. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a tough, ugly match because it's going to be at Kenilworth, and I think we'll they're going to... But I think you ultimately... We'll be fine. Are the better side. We're top of the fucking league, mate. Show some respect. Ultimately, we're the better side against Luton. Fuck you. Get it the fuck together, Sam. Hopefully, you're talking about yourself. Uh, Brighton to beat Brentford. Um, I do think Brighton will win. It is at the Amex. I don't think they're going to score a ton of goals, though. I think it's going to be two to one. Yes, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Liverpool. Now, here's here here we go with this one. Uh, This is a three way three 
leg same game in conjunction with everything else. Uh, Liverpool to beat Sheffield. Over three and a half goals in the game total. And Mo Salah to score because I think he's going to be pissed off he didn't score against Fulham. Fucking I think he's going to get it. Fire. Actually, I think I'm going to hit this one. Plus, excuse me, 641 is what they'll pay me on my $100 Not bet. Not good gambling. Is the third time you heard that one? Mm-hmm. I know. I just wanted to play it again. Okay. He's Terrible ha- with money. He's having it's fine. button confidence, Mel. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Yeah. 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 He, well, he enjoys pressing buttons. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, plus 641 for that. So I will be well back in charge uh, in no time flat. My favorite button we uh, press isn't one I press. It's one that a chicken presses. I don't think that means what you think it means, but a kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Options. Bird flu apparently seems to be on the cards. Kitty hit with the bees and sits at eight and four. So this week I gave her Fulham hosting Nottingham Forest. Now, Kitty showed me a picture of her having a cheeky Nando's lunch with Matt Turner and Tim Ream. Hold on one second. That do we get the chickens at a chicken joint? Mm-hmm. That's that's fucking dark. <laughs> we read the manuals. It's fine. It's a nice, healthy meat. <laughs> now, obviously, the two are teammates for the U.S. national team, but one plays for Fulham and the other one plays for Fullish. So, looks like. Hmm. Forest looks yeah. like Kitty is going Fullest. with Fullest. a. It was Fulham and Fullest. <laughs> looks like Kitty is going for a draw in this match. One of them was full ham, and the other one was full of ham. <laughs> yeah, I guess. you know that's how it works <laughs> to the so, fullest. Well, you know what it is when you're uh, you've had a lot to eat, but not too much to eat. You're full ish. <laughs> Um, and with that, always remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Allow me to make a super troopers reference. Chicken fucker! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, do we have any parting words today? Yeah, I do have one thing. Um, <clears throat> I didn't want to say it during... Uh, there's there's two things, actually. Um, and they're both uh, uh, RIPs. I didn't want to say anything during either of the, uh, the two games. Uh, but... Um, well, it's actually just the one game, really. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, to Nathan Ake's um, manhood, uh, because Dejan Kulisevsky took it from him uh, with the, with that third goal. It was absolutely fucking absurd. Uh, uh, the manner in which he was spun for that. Uh, fuck you, bitch! I'm taking this ball. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, on a serious note, uh, Terry Venables passed away over the weekend, uh, and that is quite sad. Uh, Terry Venables was a great coach, um, went from, I believe, Crystal Palace. Uh, he was a longtime coach of Spurs, coach of England uh, as well, um, but went from, like I said, I think it was Palace, uh, coaching them to fucking Barcelona. Wow. And uh, took them to a, a, Euro- a European Cup final, so the precursor to the Champions League, yeah. European Cup. Uh, took them to a final loss ultimately, but um, got them there, and I believe won La Liga uh, with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the the English don't tend to travel well. Uh, no. The Brits in general don't tend to travel well off the aisles. Um, but Terry Venables was a great ambassador for the game. Uh, by all accounts, a wonderful human being, and uh, in the coaching sphere, 
um, was one of the first ones to uh, to go and do it, um, not on those shores. So mm-hmm. uh, very sad at his passing. Uh, obviously a Spurs legend as well. I think he won them their last bit of silverware, um, a League Cup in 1912 or some shit, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was in the 60s, I think. Uh, anyway, um, no, nah, but just a, a, by all accounts, a good all-around human being and um, very sad that he passed. All right, good. I, uh, I have one as well, just a uh, quick shout-out to uh, my team's first captain when I uh, became a fan of Everton. Uh, Phil Jagielka has hung it up uh, after 805 um, matches in his career. Wow. Did that between Sheffield, Everton, back to Sheffield, Smallston at uh, Derby County, and then to uh, Stoke and uh, played for the England, the men's England uh, national team and just an all-around fantastic defender. Just a just a good, good Stoke player. Stoke seems like a good fit yeah. <laughs> for Jagielka, yep. actually. Yeah, it's, that's where he ended the career. And uh, just, uh, you, you know, we talk about, like, just, like, good classic players, right? Like, people who yeah. did the thankless work, did it very well, and went very unrecognized for what they did. Phil was one of those kind of guys, you know, in a world where everybody paid attention to, like, what... Rio Ferdinand did as a as a defenseman, or or Vince's Vincent Company, or you know, just there was a bevy of people that would get looked over. Yep, Jagielka and Jagielka was just Mister Steady. Absolutely, he was, he was rarely hurt. He was always healthy. He was always on the. Pitch. You don't rack up eight hundred five appearances by being <laughs> he hurt was, all the fucking time. He was always he was always that. Why is Seamus Coleman such a great team captain? Because his team captain before that was Phil Jagielka. Yeah. That's why he he's learned such a from great, one of the best. Yeah, he learned from one of the best. So, uh, you know, best of luck in the rest of your adventures in your life. And uh, a player I always, will always remember fondly for Everton. I, uh, that was one of the players that I tried to recruit um, for the Arsenal. Yep. Uh, when we went to go see their training session at RFK. You ended up getting our Ted instead. So it worked out well for you. It, it, and we you did got just him as your fine. coach as well. So we did just very fine. Much. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Next up is injury time where we're going well, we're going to chat about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our fantasy uh, soccer teams. And then, of course, we're also going to preview the midweeks action. That's right. There will be two shows this week, everybody. We'll also be recording Thursday night as well. And should somebody want to find Patreon, Instagram, how do they go about doing it? It is www.patreon.com forward slash D football show. And just sign up to that one $5 tier. You get all of the cool extras that Sam's talked about, as well as invites to the whiskey show. Um, and some other stuff, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, that we do from time to time around very random weird holidays. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, just because we fancy it. It's how we roll. It is how we roll. It's, and it's uh, almost things. always super awkward, very cringe, <laughs> but it's so much so that it's enjoyable. It, it's it's slightly homoerotic. And if you're really nice to us, mm-hmm. sometimes you get invited to do those videos also. I believe Gekko got some free popcorn and... Uh, <laughs> And, and, a, to, and a show. And he got to watch. <laughs> um, Gek always likes to watch. If you're watching on the stream. Sorry, uh, Gek. Yeah. Gek. Yeah. If Sorry. you're Gek. watching on the stream, I'll try to say this again. Uh, please stick around. We're getting ready to do the DU Does EFL show. We're going to talk about the championship. There was a little bit of midweek action for both League One and League Two. But the most important thing, second round of the FA Cup was this weekend, Sam. Yes, it was. We got multiple, multiple. National League 
and National League North and South team. The sad bit was onto the not, third paper, round. not Paper Mill FC or whatever. Well, they, they were, were already called. gone. Horsemen on their uh, technicality. Uh, they came got back, the, yeah, they, but they, they got, got knocked the, out. They yeah, got the shit sad. kicked out of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, but make sure you check that out, absolutely. And um, Don't need to worry about the... That's don't the need to most... worry about the Horton's Nest. We got the stone now. Made in stone. The fucking stone! Is that where Lannisters live? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, um... That was the most passive-aggressive I've ever heard you about yeah. me interrupting you. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. That's pitiful from you, yeah. actually. It was a long fucking Did you lose confidence in yourself there in your rant? No. No, not at all. Just, uh, you, you know what? Sometimes you're not inspiring enough it's to a, be no, angry push at. the button. It's over now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Until next week, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!